podcast wise, how are you feeling? I mean, you know. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56 yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and with me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and the only, Big Willie. What up, Big Willie? Shout out, Packer Nation, buddy. What's going on? Bringing the energy, bringing the juice, as Matt LaFleur would tell you. So, Houston. Let, <laughs> letting people know, what, was Matt LaFleur saying that the Packers needed to do steroids? Oh. Good question. Questions that will be answered. On today's podcast, along with a game preview, Cheesehead of the Week, our very much alive celebrity prediction. Stay tuned for that. We are going to break some curses and obviously staples of the program, the drinking game, and things to remember if the Packers lose, even though they won't lose, because you are listening to the Packers pregame podcast, the podcast for Packers fans who know why and how, but they want to know when, where, and what. So, Bill, we did not do a Packers pregame podcast last week. Allegedly. Well, allegedly. We did it. We didn't put it out on the air because we wanted to prove to the people what happens when we don't do a Packers pregame podcast. And guess what? The Packers didn't come out with enough juice because there was no pregame podcast from us. That's true. We wanted to prove the point, and that's actual data. Low energy. Low energy if there's not a Packers pregame podcast. So we wanted to prove our worth, and we did. It's like when Aaron Rodgers goes out of a football game and the Packers are terrible, and you're like, oh my gosh, Aaron Rodgers is actually really good. We're trying to get the MVP of podcasts here. Yeah, I don't think Aaron Rodgers needs to leave a game for me to figure out he's good. (laughs) So, Bill, the Packers are playing the Colts this week. They are. And... We will preview that. So, Bill, first off, you have written down here the Packers gave a contract to an important player. That's true. Tell me more about that. Well, so it came out moments, mere mere seconds after the Packers defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it came out that the Packers signed, I almost said Corey Lindsley. I don't know why. Um, David Bakhtiari to a record-breaking contract, uh, $100 million plus, making basically the highest-paid offensive player, offensive tackle in NFL history, Um, which, smart move, obviously. He's been basically the best left tackle in the game for several years now, so it makes sense to, to pay the man who protects the greatest quarterback's blind side. Yes, I agree. Um, happy that Bakhtiari got paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of clickbait out there, as Bill and I were discussing pre-podcast, about what this means for the Packers moving forward. Right. But salary cap is a myth, and True. I'm not worried. Yeah, um, yeah. I was uh, just to... I was... Because this whole salary cap is a myth thing, that was kind of started by Jeremy, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a complete myth. Yeah, and I was like, okay, whatever, Sour Cap Smith, whatever. And then, uh, whatever it was, it was like, oh, the Chiefs have like $12 in salary cap, and then they signed Patrick Mahomes to a half a billion dollars, and then also signed 
some other defensive player to like a $60 million contract. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I get it now. Yeah, it is a myth. So just something to put in a little tickler file here for you, Bill. Um, I'm always so putting ev- things in the tickler file. Every year they change the salary cap on a specific day of the year. So is the salary cap actually controlled by big talent? Wow. I think you're right. I know I'm right. Well, I mean, think about it this way. Everything in the league, all the the goings-ons are determined by the league schedule. What's another name for a schedule? A calendar. calendar. Big calendar. Big calendar. They got... And they like, got... Think Go about ahead. think about length of contract. Oh. How much you get paid per year and in what year. That's how you manipulate the salary cap. So once again... Big calendar. Yep. Um... Bill, so we're playing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, how you know, like uh, when someone is in their prime, there's a certain amount of years where they're playing at yep. peak ability. Yep. Big calendar. Big calendar. And speaking of things that have been affected by big calendar, we're playing the Colts. And I honestly, it's been so weird. I don't even know anything about the Colts except for the fact that I had forgotten they don't have Andrew Luck and Chuck Pagano and like I don't think I've seen them play like they're a different team to me I don't think I've seen them play in their blue jerseys since Andrew Luck left yeah it's weird it's like you look at the Colts it's like now I mean I wouldn't exactly call them star-studded to begin with but once like Andrew Luck leaves you're like wait who's like who's left you're like they still got that punter guy, McAfee. No, he's he's been out of the league for a while. They had <laughs> yeah, he's doing his own thing. I think is he still there though? No, absolutely not. I don't know where he is. Um, oh, I thought he was still there. So I, I guess they have T. Y. Hilton still. And yeah, he's I'm not like sure he, he, the now. ageless. Is, is Jack Doyle still there? Is who? Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle is still there. Yes. Hold on. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. He. Uh, Jack Doyle is still there. Yes. Okay. Also, I can I can confirm Jacoby Brissett is still there as well. I can't. Hold on. We gotta cut it here. Hold on. All right. I think you're back. Try again. Testing. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, you're cutting in and out. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Okay, you're back. Hold on. I'm back? Yeah. You can hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, I don't know. Maybe it was my cord? I don't know. Uh, where do you want me to start from? Um, so Jack Doyle is still on the team, right, Bill? Yes. I... I, I uh... I contacted my source. I can confirm Jack Doyle is still on the team. Also, can you name a defensive player. Uh, uh, they still got Bob Sanders. He's still around back there. Who? Bob Sanders. I don't know who was that. Uh, Dwight Freeney. Dwight, maybe. <laughs> I really don't know if I can name one. So, um, um, ooh, yeah, I got nothing for you. Okay, so even though we can't name a player uh, on the defense, uh, according to Beater Pukowski, 
Uh, the Colts do rank highly in like all of the DVOA stats on defense. And so since Beater told me that, I'm going to go with it. Um, and so the Packers are playing a legit defense for the first time in a long time. Um, and that they also, it seems, with Alan Lazard coming off IR, they're going to be back to full strength for the first time in a long time. So um, what are you... What would be a good performance for you? How many points put up would be a good performance for the offense against what seems to be a good Colts defense? Uh, probably pulling a Blinken. Four scores, baby. What? <laughs> um, I have a question. So you say we're back at full strength. Now, I, I heard a rumor that Aaron Jones played last week, but... I sure as hell didn't see him. Yeah, no, I didn't see him either. And uh, because I live in a world where I go week to week with the Packers, I'm going to confirm. And hopefully what this does is some of that reverse psychology that I like to do. Uh-huh. But once again, do not pay Aaron Jones, please. Are you, do you want to bury him? No, I'm not going to bury him yet. Okay. I like him actually a lot. I do, but well, I don't want to pay yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I like... I like Devontae. We still buried him. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. No, I'm not going to bury him yet. If he doesn't play well against the Colts, though, then you know. Okay. Consider Ryan Reynolds and Barry. Wow. Nice. Is that is that who played that? Yes. Oh. I definitely um, didn't, I definitely didn't see that movie though. No, I haven't seen it either. Um, so the Colts are are one of the worst running offenses in the entire league. Something like bottom five. Just got the running backs at it again. Can the Packers stop the run against the worst running team in the NFL? Or Wait, I thought we already played the worst running team in the NFL. That was the Texans. Well, okay, one of the worst. Can we can we stop them? You think? Uh, no. No, we can't. No. But again, that's the whole point. That's, yeah, that is the whole point. That's how the that's how the heavy Patton offense works. Do you think Patton is like French for can't stop the run? Maybe. Is I think I actually actually I think Patton is is French. It's French for uh, rush three on third down. <laughs> what is up with that? I have no idea. We can't get pressure with six. We can get pressure with 11. <laughs> um, okay, and then the last thing to remember for our game preview, Bill. Well, uh, you skipped over something, so... Uh, oh, we're not there yet, then. What did I skip over? You skipped over who's back? The alien lizard is back. Oh, the lizard king, Alan Lazard. Yes. Is right. back. This is the potential this is cap casualty. Alan Lazard. This, yeah, that's. <laughs> this is how brutal we have become as Packer fans. Is undrafted free agent Alan Lazard is our savior on offense. <laughs> and also, also might get cut for salary reasons. Let's <laughs> think about that. What is this dude making? It can't be more than. $5 million. Bill, the last thing I remember about the Lizard King from this season is how 
against the Saints. He had about five yards on a guy when he caught a football and he was chased down like an antelope in the wild. Yeah, uh, Turf Monster okay. ate him up. Um, <laughs> so, okay, it was, so... It, I just, you know... I, I want to make this point very clear because I, before, right before we started this, I read an ESPN article written by our own Bob Domofsky who... I think he hates his job. He, I think he just like, I think he just like hate writes about the Packers. Um, but he said <laughs> that that Al Lazard, a as Mike said, an undrafted, uh, undrafted free agent that the Packers picked up from the Jaguars, would be could possibly be a potential cap casualty for 2021 because we have to make a bunch of uh, cuts to make cap piss cap space because you know COVID and all that uh Alan Lazard's base salary in 2020 572 thousand dollars yeah he should probably be on the chopping block <laughs> so Packers finding value at all players That's, that you know that that is like 122nd of David Bakhtiari's new uh uh signing bonus yeah, that's right. Um, and the Lizard King is back. And lastly, Bill, who else is back? Aaron Rodgers, baby. Aaron Rodgers is back. Confirmed Front back. Confirmed. Yes. Uh, Russell Wilson, not you. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. All right, we are moving on to our cheesehead of the week, Bill. Our cheesehead of the week is someone who acted like a real cheesehead. And in the past, we've sent them gift cards to Cheese Brothers. We've sent them cheeseheads. We've sent them trophies. And this is going to be a tough one to send to a specific person. But, Bill, who is our cheesehead of the week? Well, this one is a little personal for me, so it hurts to report it. But uh, the, the, the cheese heads of the week are the Bucks and the Kings. And maybe, like, Woj and Bogdanovich and his agent. Like, it's the, the spider's nest. It's just a disaster. It is, it is a disaster. It's awful. So, t- so explain to the people what happened. So, for those who don't follow the NBA... Um, basically, it was reported Tuesday that the Bucks and the Kings were going to do a sign trade. Uh, Bogdanovich from the Kings to Milwaukee for Ersan Ilyasova, Dante DiVincenzo, and DJ Wilson. Now, the issue with that is free agency doesn't start till today, Friday. So, uh, tampering is a thing in the league now although they don't really enforce it ever, except maybe this time. And then everything was good until Thursday, and then all of a sudden it came out that, like, Bogdanovich never agreed to the trade in the first place, even though, like, he put out, like, an Instagram post, being and, like, like other teammates, like, posted things, like, oh, man, like, miss you, like, whatever, you know, like, you're my brother type stuff. And then... It's just very strange. And so now, like, the deal's probably not going to go through because yesterday the Bucks waived Ilyasova, who was a big part of the, tra- big part of the trade because uh, without him on the team, we don't really have the salary. 
because we traded for Drew Holiday and now we're hard capped and economics. It's <laughs> salary caps a myth, though. Well, except in the NBA, it's very much a reality. Um, so, uh, congratulations to the Bucks and the Kings. You are Chiefs Head of the Week, and that actually wraps up our Bucks talk. Forever. I'm a primetime player. I came through when it counted and uh, got my second TV. I got one for my living room now and one for my bedroom. So All right, we are moving on to our very much alive celebrity prediction. Once again, I'm going to sing the praises of one Big Willie. He gets the best celebrities to come on our show. Even though we have like three listeners, it must be an audience that these people care about because they're here week in and week out. Bill's a master negotiator. He obviously read Art of the Deal. And he is out here getting us fantastic celebrities. So, Bill, who is our very much alive celebrity prediction from Indianapolis this week? Uh, that would be one five nine and three quarter inch king, Steve McQueen. Steve, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. So, before we get into this, I don't know if you watched the TV show Atlanta, but you were mentioned in the TV show Atlanta because um, they came to the conclusion that no black person in the world knows who Steve McQueen is. Do you have any idea why that might be? Oh, I liked it all right, but uh, I had to get out and earn a little bread. <laughs> I had to get out and earn a living. Okay. Okay, that makes sense to me. I don't, but it makes sense to you, Bill? I. It makes sense to me. I get it. Okay. Uh, I have a question. Um, now I'm just doing a quick scan of your biography for the you know trying to trying to get a feel, maybe get to see if I could dig a little kernel out of it. And I see here, uh, I see the word mesothelioma. Now I don't know what that means, but I have I seen the, that means. but I have seen the commercial. So I'm wondering, Steve, have you or a loved one who's contracted mesothelioma? Uh, gotten money back from the 1-800 infomercial number that I see on my screen all the time. Oh, what do I remember most about my childhood? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, really? Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you did. That's great. Good to hear. Um, seems like a weird way to go about it, but I understand. Um, okay, so Steve, um, there is a movie that I'm sure you've seen called Cars. And mm. in the movie Cars, the car's name is Lightning McQueen. Oh, wow. First question is, are you related to Lightning McQueen? And second question is, can you explain to me if you're related to Lightning McQueen, how did you help give birth to a literal car? Most people have the feeling that motorcyclists are, you know, long sideburns and those great funny motorcycles. You know what? I, I think another way to look at it, it's like, you know, when you're watching Spongebob, and you look at Mr. Krabs and his daughter Pearl, who's a whale, and you go, "Yeah, how did that happen?" There's your answer. Agreed. Well, Steve, uh, I don't want to keep you too long. You're a busy man with a busy life. Um, so we're just gonna ask you a uh, <laughs> quick question here. <laughs> uh, so if we could just get a quick uh, score prediction from you. Uh, who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Maybe maybe a, a major key to the game. People who enter into competition, especially uh, in the United States, uh, um, 
are very good sportsmen, and all of them are very keen on the sport and interested, and uh, they're some of the best sportsmen I've ever run into in my life. Really? Okay, wow. I was not expecting that answer. Wow. All right. Well, Steve, we really appreciate you coming on. Hopefully, we'll have you back, uh, maybe in the Super Bowl. Did you just listen to that question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. All right, we are moving on to our new segment for the year, Ain't No Such Thing as Curses. As we've told you 150 million times, the only reason the Packers have ever lost in the playoffs is because they were riddled by curses, and we are going to make sure that we break the curses this year so that when we get into the playoffs, we're a team with a free and clean conscience. We can break all of the curses that need to be broken. And so this week, we're going to break some curses with the Colts by apologizing for some things that have happened to their franchise. Um, so, Bill, you want to start here? Sure. Um, so, first thing, uh, we just want to say sorry that your QB retired because uh, you made him play through all his rehabs. Yeah, and, and I'm, for me, I'm sorry that your best wide receiver, Harvin Marison, is a murderer. Don't, mm. don't say his name. But we're sorry that he's a murderer. On top of that, I'm really sorry that you could only win one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, because who else could only win one Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame quarterback? It couldn't couldn't be us twice. Nope. Um, Can't relate to that. For that. Cannot relate. Uh, so uh, sorry that you had to be the reason the NFC and the AFC uh, merged because you guys lost to a guy who would try to kiss Susie Colbert while drunk on ESPN. So we're sorry for all of those things. Hopefully they broke some curses. Um, Bill, you know what? I want to give you a little space here. Uh, really? I'm going to give you, and I'm going to clear out. Okay. And um, I want to clear out because when we were writing, there ain't no such things as curses, and I had written down the fact that the Colts had only won one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. You had some words that you wanted to get out in the public sphere and I want to give you space oh yes thank you alright so the Colts you just won a ring one ring with Peyton Manning and no one really cared which is fine you got your ring good for him he, and then he ended up getting another one with a different team but that's beside the point now my team the Green Bay Packers my quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, have been incessantly flamed for years for not getting him a second ring. Now, I could tell you that, uh, A, it's hard to win a championship, and B, comparing any other team to what New England has done is asinine because New England is the extreme outlier to all of it and comparing the two is ludicrous but I'm not going to do that but what I am going to do is I'm going to talk about Drew Brees and Russell Wilson because Drew Brees has done literally the same career path one Super Bowl like a decade ago no one cares about them not getting back to another one. You know how many NFC Championship games he's been to since the Super Bowl? One. And that's when they lost to the Rams on a P.I. call. Aaron Rodgers has been to what? 
four more NFC yeah. championships. Yeah. And he's getting his feet held to the fire. Also, Russell Wilson. Yeah, okay, you got one Super Bowl ring, but you won it early when your team was young on cheap contracts. And also, it took your organization a decade to figure out that the best scheme for their offense was to let you throw the ball. A decade to figure that out, that you were a good passer and they should just let you do your thing. I mean, I don't, where's the heat coming for that? I don't know. I don't see it. And the only reason you made it to your second Super Bowl was because Brandon Bostic couldn't hold on to the football. It's true. Because otherwise Aaron Rodgers would have been in that Super Bowl. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Well, you know. So. I think people forget that Mike McCarthy is so conservative, even my mom would vote for him. What was the answer? My knee. Um. Um, okay, we are moving on to our... A uh, staple of the program, Bill, the drinking game. So Woo. before we get into the drinking game, our lawyers have been breathing down our necks. We have Ugh. to give you a disclaimer. Oh, damn lawyers. Bill, hit him with a disclaimer. Yeah, uh, this is actually a good uh, good time for this because I was, I was planning on going to the liquor store myself later today. Ooh. Yeah. So I'll probably have to stock up for hardly tomorrow. Know, I... Hardly know our store. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like we said in the past, and also on advice of our legal team, which, you know what? I figured it out. It just came to me like a bolt of lightning. Do you know why it's so hard to get people to listen to this podcast? Why is that, though? Because we have to spend all our damn money on a defense team because of this drinking game. Yeah, and Big Calendar. Also that. Well, Big Calendar is, is an eternal battle, so... Yes. <laughs> oh. E- eternal? Sounds like Big Calendar. Ooh. Even, even fighting against Big Calendar, we get roped into Big Calendar. You can't win. Anyway. So, um, Bill, disclaim it. <laughs> disclaim it? Um... So the first rule of drinking game is, of course, there are no rules. The second big big part of the drinking game is you must uh, do it wherever you are and where, whenever you are, whatever you're doing. All the, all the W's have to be followed. So, yep. you know, if you're at your spin class... Um, if you're, um, you know, uh, flying somewhere, I don't know why you'd be doing that, but maybe you're flying. If you're a part of a motorcycle group that is specifically for, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous people Mm -hmm. and you've been sober for 40, Mm -hmm. 50 years, doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're maybe, you know, if you're helping count the votes in a state where their votes aren't finalized yet. Yep. if you are a lawmaker that needs to certify election results in Wisconsin. Uh, evidently, if you're Rudy Giuliani, because apparently you're just trash 25-7. Uh, we don't talk politics. So Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> the, the other thing is, though, Bill, we don't want anyone drinking and driving. We don't want that. That is that is the one thing we do not want. But Can't drinking have that. and riding, if you are along for the ride 
and you have Lane Werribee and Mary LeCaron on the podcast or on your speakers and something comes up that's part of I the think dream. that's called the radio what, what the, yeah the, the speakers the radio I, I'm old and young at the same time okay I if miss the entire radio generation if you're Benjamin Button you're allowed to play yes that's right even if you're under 18 but all the, all the other people if you're under 18 no drinking no drinking that's right um, and then as always drink Wisconsin that's right Let's get into it. So, I need you to chug your entire drink if and when they show all of Adam's drops last week and take an entire giant gulp, a three-second gulp. Three seconds. Count it out. One, two, three. If they show his fumble. Wow. He had a bad game last week. He just wasn't good. Simple as that. I mean, he did have that nice go-ahead touchdown catch. Well, listen, Peter, Puk- Peter Pukowski told me that the team is better without Devontae Adams, and he was trying to prove it last week. Spot the lie. Can't. Can't do it. Uh, finish your drink when Jonathan Taylor runs all over our defense. So they have, as we said before, one of the worst running defenses in the entire – or running offenses in the entire league. But that's going against one of the worst running defenses in the entire league. So you know you have, like, the unstoppable force with the immovable object? Mm-hmm. This is, like, the stoppable force with a feather. Who wins? A movable object. Um, the, the most movable object. Sure. The one with the least tensile strength. That would be Mike Patton. <laughs> so, uh, drink when you're immediately repulsed by Phil Rivers' throwing motion. Ugh. It... it- Go ahead. I don't even no no I'm gonna describe it in a way that's perfect later and I don't want to supersede myself okay. by describing it this way now, but it doesn't make sense to me how that's a Hall of Famer the way he throws the football. Fair, yeah. Um, to me, have you ever seen those videos of the pitchers who like blow their UCL out mid throw? Yes. It's that, but every time. It's crazy. He's been doing that for like 15 damn years. It's, it is, it is the quintessential, hey, this is how you make an entire career out of something that doesn't make sense. It's the grittiest throwing motion I've ever seen. When I, when I see that, when I see Phil throw the ball, I think of that, uh, I think of that Northwestern football coach vine. He's just like, ooh. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, home safely. It's like, all right, well, whatever. If this is your thing, we'll ride. Um, Ah, yes. Now, uh, another thing. You need to take a big old drink for this one, Mike. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Now, drink when the announcers remind you where Adam Thielen is from. Where's he from? He's from Minnesota. Adam? But he plays for Minnesota. He's not from there. Oh, he's both. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, you ready for you ready you ready for this one? I'm gonna just hit you over the head with this one. You know where he went to school? Minnesota. USC. Minnesota. No! Yes. 
He went to school in Minnesota, grew up in Minnesota, and now plays for the Vikings. That is three for three correct. Oh my god. Um, so, we were reading an article because we were doing our prep, even though we know everything. Uh, beforehand, that Darnell Savage was telling the media that he didn't do a good enough job disguising his coverage as the last time that he played against Phil Rivers. Um, when the Packers got throttled last year against the San Diego, uh, Austin, Los Angeles, the, yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so drink all of your drinks, every single one that you have in the entire house. When Darnell Savage doesn't do a good job disguising his coverage, and Phil Rivers goes for forty plus over the top. You mean when Phil Rivers shot puts a ball for forty yards? I don't understand how he throws a ten. I I have no idea. I I. I don't know how he doesn't get picked off every play. I don't know either. Although, no he does make up for it on his fourth quarter drives. Yes, he does. Um, take a shot. Now, at this point, take a shot is more like kill a bottle uh, if EQ gets a catch. Because we are nine weeks into this thing. No catches. No yards. He's been targeted like five times. It's Bill, unbelievable. Peter Pukowski told me that EQ was more fundamental to the offense than MBS. Where is EQ? Who killed EQ? I don't know where MBS is. I, well, I don't know either. So <laughs> um, take a beer bong when the announcers have gotten to the point where they have literally nothing left to talk about. Except to continually discuss how the fans did or did not play a role in the outcome of this game because in the city of Indianapolis they are now allowing fans at the stadium because uh, I don't know. Oh, is Mike Pence still in charge? <laughs> yes. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up politics. We don't talk politics. I don't even know who Mike Pence is. I don't either. Yeah, I'm just so focused on football. Um, Alright, Bill? Uh, take a shot after Michael Pittman Jr., who we should have drafted, by the way, uh, sends Kevin King back to the injury report because Kevin King is bad at tackling. Perfect. Um, we are back to the volatility of Kevin King, uh, where he will maybe intercept a ball, but will also give up about 70 or 80 yards in one play uh, and then come back and have a great ball defense and then come back and have a blown coverage and you just don't know what you're going to get. But that's all in one play, by the way. Yeah, that happened in one play. Mm-hmm. Um, take a sip or risk of your drink when the announcers use the word juice in describing the way the Packers come out to play. So things like, uh, they just don't look like they have enough juice or, wow, the Packers really came out with some juice or MLF said the Packers just didn't come out with enough juice against the Jaguars. Let's see if they have enough juice this week. Juice is the new word around the Packers organization they need to come out with some news. I got another one for you. Yes. Uh, excuse me, waiter. I ordered this prime rib and it didn't come with enough uh, juice. <laughs> Alright, Bill. Uh, this is the last one, but not the least one. Finish your drink when the Packers start the season. 10-0, and 0, baby. 10-0, and 0, baby, because they haven't lost this year. Never. Any loss they've had has actually been a win. They're 10-0. That's right. Undefeated.
Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down, Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good, he missed it! Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that! We are moving on to things to remember if the Packers lose, even though they won't lose because you are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. They never had a losing result when we've done the podcast. So, let's just say that they do lose and you're hanging out with some Colts fans. I don't know why you're in Indianapolis. I don't know why you're hanging out with Colts fans, but if you are, they start talking some smack. Have these in your back pocket. Have them in the tickler file, the Rolodex of things that you can use to insult Colts fans to the point where they don't even understand where you're coming from, okay? So remind them that our QB doesn't throw the football the way that Uncle Rico throws a steak. Yeah, that's a good way to put that one. It is. He throws it like when Uncle Rico tells you that he could have thrown a pig skin over those mountains or a quarter mile and then he throws a stake and that is what Phil Rivers looks like when he throws the football mm-hmm. uh, we haven't lost two generational quarterbacks to injuries we haven't we really haven't in fact uh, Brett Favre tried to lose his career to injury about 30,000 times but he fought through it Aaron Rodgers has played through injuries like none other our quarterbacks play through injuries and win one Super Bowl piece. Um, also remember that we didn't force our QB into retirement. Nope. We may be forcing him out of Green Bay, but we didn't force him into retirement. Nailed it. Uh, we didn't name our basketball team after the normal car that drives slowly in front of all the race cars. <laughs> I never thought about that until this very moment. You're welcome. That's amazing. Um... Remember, our owner doesn't have a pill-popping problem. And yes, I I am aware that uh, the Midwest has an opioid addiction problem and that Green Bay may be a part of that problem, but and that the city of Green Bay owns the Packers. I'm well aware of all of that, but not our one specific owner. He does not have a pill-popping problem. And he didn't try to buy pills from the local city. Remember that. Yeah, that's good. Good information. Um, Indianapolis has the most interstate legs in the United States, hence the state nickname Crossroads of America, which sounds like people just wanted as many ways to get the hell out of there as possible. Bill, when I read that fact, I was like, how could I use this? But my brain is not as genius as your brain. My brain doesn't have <laughs> the genius levels that your brain does to be able to turn that into an insult. You are the, you're, you're amazing. Thank you. You're amazing. Um, um I am, I am like the, uh. Uh, I'm like the Don Rickles of Packers pregame podcast. I love you. Uh, we don't have wow. an event that probably increases the speed of climate change at a rate higher than any other event in the state of Wisconsin. The Indy 500, all it is, is just three hours of people polluting the earth to see whose car doesn't break down over a 500-mile race. That's what it is. Yeah, we actually just have events that increases the speed at which people get COVID-19. Well, we don't talk politics. (laughs) (laughs) I hate my life. Uh, Wonder Bread was invented in Indianapolis. Uh, And, I mean, that right there is why the Midwest is so white. Yep. Yep. The only wonder that I have about the state of India, Indiana. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start that over. 
The only wonder that I have about the city of Indianapolis is why it still exists. Wow. Drawing a blank. Um, yep, really bad stuff. Once again, my brain doesn't work like Bill's. Uh, remember that our best wide receiver in franchise history is not a murderer. Did not murder people. Nope, but we did draft a serial killer. Well, we didn't murder him. True. I can tell you right now that who is the best wide receiver in Packers franchise history? Is it Tay? No. Who is no. it? I mean, probably Don Hudson. Think so? I mean, Driver? It's okay. So I, I know. Okay. So I know basically top five, the, the top five wide receivers in Packers franchise history with like, as far as like receptions go is basically the five best. I don't know the specific order, but it's, it's Hudson. It's Sterling Sharp, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Devontae Adams. Okay. Well, I, as far as I know, none of them are murderers. True. Although Devonta Adams uh, does murder a lot of ankles with his uh, get-off-the-line moves. Yes, he does. And that is it. That is the Packers pregame podcast. That's all we got today. You are welcome for listening. Once again, please remember that this is the Packers pregame podcast for those who know why and how the game happened, but they want to know when, where, and what. We will be back next week after the Packers start the season 10-0. Bill, sign him off. Go back, go.